Welcome back to another episode of the Widow I Go From Here podcast, a podcast for anyone felt thrown into a season they were not prepared for. My goal is to focus on finding strength in God while walking the agonizing path of grief with the hope of discovering that Jesus is always the way. I will be your host, Daisha Carter, and here you will find candid talk steadied by the powerful word of God. Thanks for tuning in. And now let's listen and enjoy. Hello, Good Soil community. It is your girl, Daisha Carter, and I am happy to be back. It's been a month, and that was enough time to sit in the presence of God while he comforted the pieces of my heart that sometimes, um, honestly, just brings the most pain. And... um, Today, that's actually what I wanted to talk about a little bit. I wanted to uh, talk about suffering. You know, I had to learn how to suffer through the working of the Holy Spirit, but very few talk about it or preach on it or teach on it, like how to suffer as a Christian. You know, the Christian world, um, rarely talks about suffering and what it produces. And when I started the podcast, I I honestly didn't know what I was doing. I just knew knew it would be a place and a space um, that I could just be free to be me. And I've always felt like I was called to give a message, (laughs) to tell my story and to make my gifts public. Like whatever I was called to, it wasn't meant to be hidden uh, or put out there just for a few. Like I, I felt like, you know, I was called to do something big, you know, in the world. And it started around 10 or 11 years old. And I wanted my songs to be heard by the masses. So I started pursuing music to get my name and my voice out there. And um, I remember when I was 14 years old, my ninth grade year, I had left California to go and live with my dad. And during that year, I had a chance to see someone really live the Christian life. And that was my stepmom. And up until that point, it had all been just religion and religiosity. And I didn't, I didn't know that, especially when I was younger, I didn't know that, but, you know, it got to a point to where I had to be exposed to what real authentic Christian living looked like. And it wasn't until I, I was exposed to it that I saw the difference. And so what I saw when I compared my life in California to, you know, living life with my dad and my stepmom was that folks really weren't living the Bible. And, you know, my stepmother had 
an expectation that if I was going to live in her house, that the Bible was the standard, you know, whether I wanted it or not, uh, whether I was happy about it or not, I, I had to wake up <laughs> every morning before school started and read my Bible. And during that time, God had made such an impact on my heart that when I came home to California, I told my pastor at the time that I needed to preach, not that I wanted to, not that this was an option, but th this is something that I need to do. And I felt like God had put a word in my heart <laughs> and I needed to tell the masses. And my, my preacher did. He let me give my first sermon. I was around maybe 15, 16 years old. But my life did not change. Like my pastor never vetted my life before saying yes to me preaching to his congregation. Nothing changed when I got back. My stepmother, she actually kept me accountable, you know, and there was no accountability once I got home. And it got to the point to where I started just hating my very existence. I know you all heard the story uh, already, but nothing fulfilled me. I was sad, unhappy, searching. I was not finding the God that I needed inside the church. Like I, I found people that, you know, sung church songs on Sunday, said amen and hallelujah at the right time, but they couldn't lead me to the God that my heart was aching for because honestly, I, I believe that they didn't know the God of the Bible. You know, they knew just like I did, the God that had been passed down from one generation to another. And it wasn't until I met women that were actually living the word. They sat with me, started to teach me the word correctly, how the word, the Bible was not just some book that, that the preacher cracked open on Sunday morning and Wednesday nights, but that the God I was looking for was in there and that he had an expectation for me to respond to his love with my life. And that was a game changer. And yet again, I felt like it was my duty to preach this gospel, you know, this truth gospel that I had just found to the masses. Like it something that's never just planted in me. And, you know, I go along and I'm just like, oh, this is a, you know, this is good. <laughs> let, let me, let me take this all in and let me just apply it to my life. And, you know, let me just kind of do my thing. I, I, that's just not me. Like, I just feel like, you know, this has to get out. People have, they have to know. And yep. 
I become a Christian. And again, I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is revolutionary. And everybody I come in contact with needs to know this. And I think, you know, I, I when I think about my life, I compare um, the time in my life, right, where I was under the spell, I'm going to call it a false doctrine, and the time in my life where I found the truth of the gospel. And, you know, here's the thing about false doctrine. False doctrine is laced with the thought that Christian life is an easy one, you know, or, or that accepting God is just easy, you know, or, or not, even if not easy, because life is hard. And so, yeah, easy may not be the right word per se, because life is hard, but that God has little expectation of you and I to actually be like him. He's done all the work. We can just sit back, relax, live however we want because God loves us so much. His mercy and his grace is so wide that we just get to, you know, get the luxury of kicking back and receiving all his goodness. And we keep that attitude or mentality because many times we we haven't opened the Bible for ourselves. But when I when I opened the Bible to to read it, to connect, to listen, to find, when I started to search, when I when I got to a point to where, you know, I I just want God. You know, and I I want him to feel every part of my life, you know, when I stopped having my, uh, I'll go this far, but I won't go that far. Like, you know, I'll do this, but I won't do that. Like when all of that just disappeared, I started to read scriptures and see them scriptures like first Peter two, 21, 22, and it says, for what merit is it to endure mistreatment for wrongdoing? Yet if you are mistreated when you do what is right and you faithfully endure it, this is commendable before God. In fact, you were called to live this way because Christ also suffered in your place, leaving you his example for you to follow. And so as I suffered, I had to shift. The Bible says that I'm actually called to a life of suffering because Christ was called to a life of suffering. And being a Christian means I am like him. And the suffering doesn't have to be big and magnificent or, you know, this huge life altering event. Like just just this morning, I went downstairs to the kitchen, saw dishes in the sink and everything in me wanted to go off. Everything. 
And when I choose to go off in the heat of the moment, giving full vent to my anger, that's easy. That's easy. There's no suffering in that. The only person that suffers is my son who's on the other side of my emotional outburst. And, and it does nothing for our relationship. It makes it worse. It puts tension between us. But when I choose to deny my flesh, because flesh says, go off. But when I choose patience, when I choose to stop and pray, when I choose to be quick to listen and slow to speak, there is a death. There is a suffering that's taking place in my flesh that does not feel good at all. Every piece of me wants to go off. But every time I make the choice to die, die to Daisha, die to Daisha's unrighteous anger, when I choose suffering for doing good. Because instead of me giving full vent to my anger, the good thing to do is to be patient, to ask questions, to pray first, to re recall scriptures that man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. When I choose suffering for good, for being like Jesus, the fruit of the spirit is produced and I create a space for it to grow. And very few, at least, at least to my knowledge, I could be wrong, but very few talk, talk about the good news of self-denial. Luke 9.23 says, and he, and he was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to follow me, this is the Amplified version, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests, and take up his cross daily, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me, believing in me and conforming to my example in living and, if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. For whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually, through death, lose it, sorry, will eventually lose it through death. But whoever loses his life in this world for my sake, he is the one who will save it from the consequences of sin and separation from God. Wow. 
like Christ is telling me that losing my life for him will be what will eventually save it. And there is no, there is no saving my life without denying myself, without the suffering that comes with self-denial. And the scriptures say, yes, I will save my life, but what I'm saving it from the consequences of sin and separation from God. You know, when I, when I get full into my anger and I go off, there's a consequence. There's a consequence to that sin. If I... It, in my relationship with my son, just using my example from this morning, the consequence is, is a broken fellowship. You know, there's, there's no peace in our relationship. I didn't ask. He doesn't feel heard. Our communication is broken, broken down. There's no love, you know, being felt in the moment. Like there are consequences to sin. And Christ is telling me that losing my life for him will be what will eventually save it. And so as, as I make decisions to deny self, to suffer, for Christ to not go off the handle because Christ suffered for me, leaving me an example to follow. He didn't retaliate, but he entrusted himself to God. And I have to trust that when I do it God's way, when I live according to Christ's example, that that is producing something good. The good news is that my suffering produces something with God, something far better than taking the road less traveled. Romans 5, 3, 4 says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance, character, and character, hope. When we suffer for Christ, it produces something glorious. It produces that thing that I need to keep going, to not give up. And once I'm, I'm in my rhythm of, of sticking with it. Character is produced. My character changes and it becomes like Jesus. And when I see my character become like Jesus, that's where the hope comes in at. The hope that 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 this life enduring thing 
doing things by the world's ways and reacting and responding the way the world does. Like all that does is bring consequences and a separation from God. But when I choose to glory in my suffering, when I choose glory in the suffering because of what it produces, not because the suffering is fun, <laughs> who, who, who likes suffering, but because of what it produces. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm glad to be back. <laughs> I just needed the time to spend with God to recalibrate, you know, to continue moving in the direction he wants me to go, which is um, just speaking to his goodness in the midst of suffering. Like that is what this podcast is about. You know, it's, it's accepting the suffering that comes, but seeing God in the midst of it all, you know, that's to me, is is the beauty of this life and so yep <laughs> i am ready to give you guys another injection of the widow i go from here podcast um and this will be fun i think uh, i plan to talk about some topics that in the christian world uh we may shy away from but um yeah, and if you didn't know, you can leave me a message. So you can leave me a voicemail in the show notes. Uh, there's a link to leave me a message and I would love your feedback. And so as always, thanks for rolling with me. And until the next time, folks, bye for now. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it. Episodes are released every Wednesday. To find out what I'm up to, you can check me out at goodsoilentertainment.com, on YouTube at goodsoilent, on my Facebook page at goodsoilentertainment, and on Instagram at goodsoil.ent. Bye for now.